Our gospel this morning is from the first chapter of Mark's gospel, verses 29 to 39. As soon as they left the synagogue, they entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Now, Simon's mother-in-law was in bed with a fever, and they told Jesus about her at once. He came to her, took her by the hand, and lifted her up, and then the fever left her, and she began to serve them. That evening at sunset, they brought to him all who were sick or possessed with demons, and the whole city was gathered around the door. And Jesus cured many who were sick with various diseases, and he cast out many demons, and he would not permit the demons to speak because they knew him. In the morning, while it was still very dark, he got up and he went out to a deserted place, and there he prayed. And Simon and his companions hunted for him. When they found him, they said to him, everyone is searching for you. Jesus answered, let us go on to the neighboring towns so that I may proclaim the message there also, for that is what I came out to do. And he went throughout Galilee, proclaiming the message in their synagogues and casting out demons. The Gospel of the Lord. I have been wondering, it's only been a couple of weeks, when though or how or if I was ever going to find a way to tell you about this thing that I saw on Hulu recently. I call the thing very deliberately because I don't know exactly how to describe it. It is a beautiful, compelling experience of a thing. A piece of performance art, I think. It's a series of stories told from one man's perspective about his own life, and it also includes magic, card tricks, illusions, sleight of hand kind of stuff, which is why I thought about it when I read about Jesus and his miracles and healings in this morning's gospel. Anyway, this thing I'm talking about is called In and of Itself. It's produced by Stephen Colbert and his wife, created by Frank Oz of the Muppet world, and is written and performed by some guy named Derek Delgadio, who you've probably never heard of. I'd never heard of him until I tuned in either. And the thing about it all is that it's about all I can tell you about this thing, this show, this movie, this performance, this whatever in the world it is, because if I were to tell you anymore, I would spoil the magical, psychological, spiritual performance of it all, this experience, and I don't want to do that. So consider this a pastoral public service announcement to give yourself 90 minutes, the entire 90 minutes of uninterrupted time to see what in the world I'm talking about. I do not think you'll be disappointed. If you are, I will ask for your forgiveness later. It's no Godzilla, Weston. But again, all of this, in and of itself, and the magic and the mystery of that, had me thinking about Jesus and his miracles, about his curing the sick and casting out demons, as he was so wont 
to do while he walked around in this world. And it made me think about how we live as Christians in this world in relationship with and in reaction to those stories of Jesus and his mysterious and magical and miraculous ways. Unfortunately, it seems we Christians sometimes feel like we have to pick a side and figure things out when it comes to such things. For some, whether you believe the magic of it all or not determines the strength or the weakness of your faith. Maybe you buy it. Hook, line, and sinker. The magic and the miracles of Jesus, I mean. Maybe you're more cynical and skeptical and certain there's some kind of logical explanation to all of it. Maybe you're somewhere in the middle like me. And the strength of your faith in those miracles comes and goes and waxes and wanes if you have to be perfectly honest about it all. Whatever the case, it seems clear Jesus didn't want our faith to rest entirely on the presence of magic or in the practice of miracles. If that were true, he wouldn't have asked people to keep his miracles and healings quiet as often as he did. Of course, Jesus didn't want faith to be lost in the absence of that sort of mystery and miracle either. So I like to think Jesus was as amazed and as surprised maybe even a bit confused from time to time about what was happening to him and through him back in Galilee. Jesus wasn't a magician or a performance artist, after all. So I wonder if he expected that fever to leave Simon's mother-in-law when he touched her. What if he was just trying to comfort his friend's mother-in-law by taking her hand into his? And I wonder if Jesus expected the demon to leave the possessed man we heard about last Sunday when he spoke to him in the synagogue. What if Jesus was just trying to offer a calming voice and some comfort to someone who was unsettled and unsettling to so many people around him that day? I wonder if what everyone was calling miracles were just as curious just as unexpected and just as awe-inspiring to Jesus himself so that he was driven out to deserted places like he was in this morning's gospel. And I wonder if he was as skeptical or as cynical or as terrified or as uncertain perhaps about what was happening that he just had to be alone to wonder and to pray about what in the world God was doing with him. Jesus never seems to be as consumed or as wrapped up in or as concerned with how God was working these miracles in the world, like Simon and his companions who hunted him down in this morning's gospel might have been, or like everyone in Capernaum who showed up searching for Jesus that next day, or like we so many generations later, still seem to be so consumed so much of the time. Seems to me we worry too much about who and how, and not enough about why, when it comes to Jesus and his miracles and the way these stories come to us in Holy Scripture. 
See, more than miracles, more than healings, more than casting out demons, Jesus was about telling God's story to whoever would hear it. He was about proclaiming and promising the love of God for all people. He was about sharing grace and mercy and compassion and good news. That is, after all, the message to be found in and through and because of every one of his miraculous healings, I believe. The promise of forgiveness, the offering of compassion, the expression of mercy, the gift of new life. What Jesus couldn't wait to tell people is that we are loved and forgiven and welcomed in the face of our fevers and in spite of our fears, even though we have demons and diseases, and whether we've witnessed or received a miracle or not. That's why he didn't want to sit around Simon's house. That's why I imagine he was kept up at night, and what woke him up early some mornings, and what drove him out to pray in deserted places, and what inspired him to hit the road. Jesus knew that his charge, that the call of every disciple and every one of his followers was to get up and to go out and to proclaim that message in synagogues and in homes, in marketplaces and at bedsides, to family, to friends, to neighbors, and to strangers too. Because we all know that for every fever that breaks, there is one somewhere that does not. For every cure that comes, there is another that never will. For every demon that leaves or is quieted or gets cast out, there are legions that stick around and seem to win the day for too many people that we love. For my money, that's why Jesus showed up. That's why God calls us to show up. For the sake of the world. To care for the ones who don't get the cure that they're after. To comfort the ones who are beset by burdens that never seem to lift. To be the answer to prayer for someone who would never expect such an answer to be in the shape of you or me. Which brings me back to that thing I told you about earlier, that show, that movie, that performance, whatever it is, called In and of Itself, write it down. I don't want to tell you too much more about it, not just because no one likes the spoiler, but because it's hard to explain, and because it's something you just have to see and experience to understand. And the good news of God's love can be that way, too which is why we're called to speak of it, to hit the road with it, to share it, to become it, to embody it, just like Jesus did for our sake, so that others, so that the world will know and be blessed and be better and be loved in surprising, transforming, life-giving ways 
because of the grace we share. That, in and of itself, is the stuff of miracles. And it's holy work to which each and every one of us is called, in Jesus' name, for the sake of the world. Amen.